Hello everybody, welcome to Tea Time History Chat Live with a bit of a difference because it's not live, I'm pre-recording. I am recording it live, but I'm not live right this moment. And that is because I am actually on the Elizabeth I and Mary Queen of Scots tour. Um, I'll tell you a bit more about that at the moment and how you can follow along if you're not already. Also, this week in history, how everyone in America and the UK lost 11 days in the year 1752. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, and also some cool stuff that's coming up on YouTube, um, which you'll be able to access and some other things that we've got going on as well in the autumn to take the take the sting out of the end of summer. We'll have some stuff to look forward to in the autumn. Now, so I am streaming not quite live, on Facebook and YouTube. So welcome. Thank you for joining. Um, please still feel free to comment. I will be looking back and having a look at the comments as well. Please do give videos a thumbs up on YouTube and whatever it is on uh, Facebook. And of course you can, that well, that supports me. That supports me for free. It helps get the word out. It helps bring more people into the fabulous history fold that is the British History Channel um, with me, Philip Lacey Brawl. I didn't say my name. If you are new here, welcome. I hope you enjoy this live stream. I have a huge catalogue now of historian interviews, um, these live chats, some virtual tours, some mini documentaries, all on the British History Channel on YouTube, which you can find at youtube.com forward slash British History if you're not already here. You can also listen on the podcast. And um, I use Substack as well for uh, a free newsletter, which goes out every week, which brings together all of the um, get this right in a minute, all of the uh, links, etc., to um, articles, videos, podcasts, whatever it is I've done. So you can sign up for that. That's all free at philippab.substack.com. Cool. Now, of course, what I would love for you to do. Um, oh, by the way, thank you for everyone who's bought me super chats on YouTube um, and stars on Facebook very generous. Thank you ever so much. It all does help. Um, but what I would love for you to do, what many of you have done recently is uh, join my Patreon, which is at patreon.com forward slash British history. And it's five pounds a month and you get early access to uh, historian interviews. You get to ask your own questions of historians. You get seven days to decide whether you want to book onto one of my British history tours, tours, which means that you get to guarantee a place and upgrades if that's what you wish. You get to, um, you get discounts on online events, which we have one coming up, which I'm, I'm going to tell you about shortly, um, or give you a reminder of shortly if you've been here before. Um, you get loads of, oh, book club, book club is a huge thing. Behind me is the stack of books, I can't do my pointy thing, I can't work it out, for 2023. So this Sunday coming, um, the 17th of, uh, where are we, September, is the next book club meeting. We are discussing Houses of Power by Dr. Simon Thurley. We will then be on to the next book, which is a book just below that one on the pile. So second one down the pile. It's called The Sisters Who Would Be Queen. And it's about the Grey Sisters. It's by Leanza Delisle. That is our next book. And the book club meeting for that is the 12th of November. So 
If you're a member of my Patreon, you are automatically a member of Book Club, and that is the way to join. Right, so without further ado, let's get on to where I am today, because I'm not, I'm not sat in front of you. I know it looks like it, but I'm not. Uh, so today is Wednesday. I am on my way, hopefully getting there very soon, actually. Yes, I will be arriving very soon while we are live at Hever Castle. We are on the Elizabeth I and Mary Queen of Scots tour. And this tour I've designed to look at the relationship between these, well, I was going to say famous, but powerful um, women, both descendants, of course, of Henry VII. Mary uh, had spent, from the age of, I think, around four uh, she'd spent her time at the French court. She was betrothed and later married the uh, the French Dauphin. He he died, and when she before becoming king, and so she went back to Scotland. Um, and the Elizabeth and Mary Queen of Scots story, probably, I would say, but feel free to argue with me, started in earnest when Mary I died, because that is the point at which the French court, the French uh, king said, uh, uh, Henry II, I think, um, you, Mary, you should now, you're now rightful queen, really. And they started using the arms on their plates and things like that. No actual physical um, sort of uh, will or... Um, efforts to to come and actually seize the throne, but Elizabeth I, of course, had inherited the throne from her sister. The Catholic Europe didn't recognise the marriage of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, Elizabeth's parents, and so they didn't recognise Elizabeth as legitimate, and therefore she couldn't inherit, as far as they were concerned anything, let alone the throne of England. Whereas Mary's line, although had been barred from the succession in Henry VIII's will, was legitimate. So this is where this, this comes from. And of course, Mary is Catholic, um, both Marys. So Mary Tudor, Mary I, who died, and Mary Queen of Scots were both Catholic. Um, so their story starts in earnest, I would say, there. So we will be looking at um, at their stories, how they intertwine. This is what we will be looking at during the tour. Um, and we have, uh, so we will have been staying in Stratford-upon-Avon the last three nights at the beautiful hotel called the Arden. Um, we have been visiting Kenilworth Castle, which is the site of... Uh, a 19-day hosting that, that Robert Dudley hosted the Queen there for 90 days, possibly was supposed to be 21, uh, in 1575. And I spoke about that uh, in my live last week when I was talking about the relationship between Elizabeth and Dudley, because last week fell the anniversaries both of his death and Elizabeth's death. And interestingly, Amy Robsart, Robert Dudley's first wife's death as well. So I spoke about that last week. But Kenilworth Castle was the site of this um, this 
incredibly long hosting of the Queen um, by a subject. And it it was really his last attempt to persuade her to marry him. Um, which of course we we all know didn't go to plan. But Ken, but he had built um a set of set of suites, he built a wing really for the Queen for when she stayed, which we would have seen. She he also built gardens for her own private use while she was there as well, recognizing that she very rarely got away from eyes and uh, and valued some some privacy time so so he did that as well and that's the the, the wonderful gardeners at English Heritage have managed to recreate that garden and maintain it and it's, it's beautiful so we would have seen that and then this was a, a an addition to the itinerary so um it's a busy day this day that we had on Monday because then we went to the Lord Leicester Hospital in Warwick now the Lord Leicester has been closed for um over a year, I think refurbishing because it it's the 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 site the buildings predate when Robert um, Robert Dudley, who was Earl of Leicester, um, sort of set up almshouses and a, and a hospital for veterans. Um, so they need periodic maintenance to make sure that they remain available to us to see going into the future. So they are literally just open and they don't open on the day that we was we we were in the area and so we actually to the public should I say so we got special access and a guided tour by the master there Heidi Mayer so wonderful addition to to the itinerary um and then we headed for Harvington Hall Harvington Hall uh Follow them on Instagram. Follow Phil, uh, the manager there. He, he will follow Harvington Hall on Instagram. And Phil posts videos about the house, about the history. Now, this house is a perfect place as a backdrop for the to, to tell the story of Catholic recusants in Elizabethan England. It has the uh, the best, uh, well, the most numer numerous and um, uh, varied priest hides uh, left in the country. And when Elizabeth came to the throne, she seemed to want to be a religious moderate. Now, she annoyed both camps, really, because she, she wasn't Catholic. Equally, she wasn't going to get rid of all the trappings of Catholicism either. She understood the power of ceremony um, and... So, so she wasn't pure enough. She didn't get rid of enough of the trappings of the Catholic Church for for people with a more puritanical, uh, as would be known, mind. However, that was not a sustainable position to kind of try and tread this um, delicate balance, and a lot of that was orchestrated uh, by people in her own court. Uh, her own advisors, but equally events as well that were happening. So, for instance, um, you know, you, like I've already mentioned, when Mary the First dies and Elizabeth actually ascends to the throne, already Catholic Europe are saying, "No, she's not. She's not your rightful queen." So, so she's she's trying to take a moderate view within her own country, but it does get more and more difficult. 
And by the end of the 16th century, Catholics are no longer just fined for not going to church. They are fined incredibly, well, when it first started, the fines were affordable. They become completely unaffordable. Uh, But if you are a a priest, if you are harboring a priest, you, you, you would face the death penalty as a traitor, not a heretic, but as a traitor. Um, so Harvington Hall, as the house of the home of, um, of the Packington family, this Catholic family during the time of Elizabeth, it is the best place to, to tell that story, L- literally tell it. And, and you can see it as well in the fabric of the building. Not only do we go, did we get, oh, that place all to ourselves, of course, um, wonderful uh, private tour from um, the from Phil, the house manager, and James, the assistant house manager, uh, and dinner there as well. We had dinner there as well, which was amazing. So we um, also had an audience with Elizabeth I at Harvington, the incredible Leslie Smith. So we have Elizabeth I in this recusant's house with Leslie's interpretation of what Elizabeth would have thought of these of her subjects that were doing this. And it's quite surprising maybe to people or how Leslie interprets it as well. It's very thought provoking because they are her subjects and she had tried to um, to tread this fine line. But I think there's also a, I think there's also an element of um, class here as well. If she knew you, if you're of a certain class, you would be treated differently to the, the, the for want of a better word, but probably did use it, the peasants on the street. Um, in a, a Northern Uprising, she hung, uh, after a Northern Uprising, excuse me, in 1570, she hung uh, on her orders, should I say, between eight and 900 people were hung to make sure they would not do it again. Uh, there was incredible. There was just no tolerance there at all. But anyway, so that, there's there's that. So that was Harvington Hall, amazing. The following day, so Tuesday, yesterday, we um, we were at Tutbury Castle, which actually is run by Leslie Smith, and it was a it was a I was going to say one time prison, but four time prison of Mary Queen of Scots. So when Mary comes to England to escape um, after she. Uh, she loses the Battle of Carberry Hill. She comes to uh, to England. She is hosted, but very quickly that hosting becomes a um, a gilded cage, but definitely a cage. She she is imprisoned, um, and she's imprisoned in England for around twenty years. She is uh, put to death in fifteen eighty seven. Uh, the year before the Spanish Armada, uh, crucially, significantly, um, didn't bring the safety to Elizabeth's realm that she was promised. But she, she's, uh, during her time, not only do her conditions become worse, but she becomes hardened as well to the idea that she is going to have to, well, have to, she, she's, she gets involved in the plots 
to topple Elizabeth, to put her on the throne. Um, Elizabeth will not, will not name a successor. And again, I speak about this, I spoke about this last week, but when Elizabeth is struck down with smallpox, um, she actually then names Robert Dudley. She wants Robert Dudley to be Lord Protector with a annual salary, et cetera, et cetera. But she does not name, even when she, I mean, she really is close to death from smallpox. And when she um, recovers, she still, it's never enough to name the, the successor, despite everyone, including Robert Dudley, saying that she really um, should. And Mary was an option. And Mary was actually a favoured option by someone like Robert. Um, but anyway, so we're going to Tutbury. Leslie Smith again is going to do us a performance, this one of Mary Queen of Scots, um, to do it with Mary Queen of Scots. So um, in the place she hated the most, she hated Tutbury Castle. Horrible, horrible things happened to her there. She was subjected to horrors. And, um, and Leslie told us all about those. And then we're, we're actually in the place. So so that was Tutbury. And then this morning we have been, we got very, very early, made a very, very early start to go to Peterborough Cathedral as a uh, so sort of via, we've got to Hever Castle via Peterborough Cathedral because I wanted to take people to Peterborough Cathedral because it is the original resting place of Mary Queen of Scots. It's also the burial place of Catherine of Aragon. So everyone got to see um, Catherine of Aragon's grave where she still is. Uh, but it was the original burial place of Mary. She was later moved to Westminster Abbey by her son, who uh, did it. Its justification for doing that was that she should be buried in amongst the kings and queens, in amongst kings and queens. So, um but uh, so we've been there and then tonight we get a, a, a tour of Hidden Heaver. So we're at Heaver Castle now for the next two nights. We get a tour of Hidden Heaver. So Hidden he uh, sorry, excuse me, Heaver Castle is the childhood home of Elizabeth's mother, uh, Anne Boleyn. So we are just, we just, it's such a fabulous place to say. It's magical. It's a great backdrop to continue talking about the story of Elizabeth and Mary. Uh, so we're doing Hidden Heaver. And then uh, tomorrow we are going to Westminster Abbey. And that is to see the actual final resting places of Mary and Elizabeth. They're very close to, to each other. Um, they're in both in the Henry VII Chapel, which I saw described recently by Emma Wells, I think it was, um, as pretty much a church. It's laid out like a mini church. So that's probably the best way to think about Henry VII Chapel, because you have effectively an, a, a nave and a choir and an altar. And you have two aisles. And Elizabeth and her sister Mary are in one and Mary Queen of Scots is in another in the opposite one over uh, on the other side along actually with Margaret Douglas and uh, Margaret Beaufort and a lot is made of Mary's tomb being more grand than Elizabeth's Elizabeth is fairly grand as well um, but we're, we'll be going to see both those final resting places before coming back to Hever um, we have a uh, 
final night at Hever, a talk. Um, we actually have we've got two talks during the um, during the uh, the tour. Gareth Russell is with us the entire time as our tour historian. Absolutely fantastic. He's doing a talk or he's done a talk already. And um, and Estelle Prong should be joining us as well. And then we're going to have a fabulous um barbecue on the lawns if the weather's good outside where we just it's just a moat between us and the castle we just sit on the grass sit on the grass sorry sit at the tables but where the lawn is and just look back on the castle it's not a view that you get if you're just an everyday visitor there so that's where we will have been that's where I am now that's where I am now so if you want to make sure you're following along um obviously if you're a member of my patreon um then you'll be getting some behind the scenes as well uh, you will also get access to the talks from the tour and the talks from the tours that have already gone this year as well so I will be periodically releasing those to my patreon over the next few months so you'll get access to those um and um I've forgotten where I was going with that but there you go <laughs> So you'll be able to, oh yes, follow me on Instagram. That was what I was going to say. So if you go to at British underscore underscore, what am I saying? British underscore history underscore tours on Instagram. That's where I post the most, when, post the most when I'm on tour. It's just, it's, it's easier. It's easier. But yes, um, go there and you can follow us, follow along the tour. Um, and if you want to come on tour with me, excuse me a minute. Um, there are some spaces, the last few spaces left for the tours in 2024. We have the Anne Boleyn tour, which goes on the 30th of April and uh, till the 4th of May. That one, we have, um, yeah, just a handful of, of rooms left. And we will be coinciding a visit to the Tower of London with the day that Anne Boleyn was uh, arrested at Greenwich and brought to the Tower. So the second of May, we will be at the Tower of London. Um, it's a it, we 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 stay at Hever Castle for the entire uh, time during of that tour. Um, and if you want to have a look at the full itinerary, please go to BritishHistoryTours.com. And if you want to book, just send in the booking forms. You'll find them. Uh, if you click the book now button <laughs> so there there you go that's easy and next september we are doing the rise of the tudors now there is like two rooms left on this i think well in fact i've had to ask for extra rooms so there's the extra rooms left um and this we're going to we're going to go into wales we're going to go over to pembroke castle where Henry VII was born. We're going to go to Raglan Castle, where he spent his childhood. And um, if you want to know more about that, I have interviewed Dr. Nicola Tallis about her book on Margaret Beaufort. And uh, that will be going live in October. So look out for that one. Um, and she talks about Raglan. And Margaret actually spent a week visiting Henry, young, young Henry, uh, when he was at Raglan. Uh, we'll be going to Winchester, the the birthplace of Arthur Tudor, the uh, the heir to the fledgling Tudor dynasty, the one who was going to make it all solidified. And uh, apparently, he was an incredible, incredible young man. Um, 
So we'll go to Winchester where he was born. Winchester Cathedral is also uh, where Mary I married Philip of Spain. So we'll be seeing that. Uh, we will be going to uh, Ludlow Castle, which is where Arthur went with his new bride, Catherine of Aragon, after their wedding in 1501, and um, where he died. We will also be visiting St. Lawrence's Church, which is where uh, his heart is buried. And during that tour, we also will be going to Worcester Cathedral, which is where Arthur is buried and where his tomb is. This pivotal moment in the Tudor dynasty, you know, in, in the rise of the Tudors, uh, this was a point at which it could all have gone horribly wrong. And actually, in terms of Henry VII's uh life and Margaret Beaufort's life this really this was actually a corner which um only held heartache for them following that but we, anyway we'll be going that so we, we, we into that in the tour but we will be visiting these incredible places Gareth Russell will be the tour historian as he is on the Anne Boleyn tours as well so um if you want more details you want to book please do do it quickly um because we, we are in the last in the last few um, spaces left now. So it's BritishHistoryTours.com. Now, when you book with us, all of your uh, money is secure, by the way. I must, I'm going to make this point because tour com the tour companies are not all created equal. There are regulations that, you, that, that tour companies have to abide by. Now, it's easy for you to work it out, so don't worry about that. On anyone's website, they should be very clearly displayed how your money is protected. It, it just should be there. It should not. You should not have to look very far for it. If it's not there, then they're not legally complying with the with the um, the regulations around travel. And so, um, be wary. Just just so you know, so you can make your choices. But with us, you are most definitely covered. So anyway, there's a bit of. Uh, uh, reassurance as well as just the fact that the itineraries are amazing and we put in extra activities we have talks um we have amazing food because my thought my when I first decided to to do what I do is wouldn't it be amazing if you could go and visit all of these places really absorb yourself into the history you don't have to worry about how you get in there you don't have to worry about where you're staying. You don't have to worry about eating enough food. You just have to abs just absorb the information in your surroundings. And then in addition to that, when I started running them, what was incredible, and this is amazing, is the bonds that people will make with other people on the tour. There's a maximum of 20 people on the tour for a whole host of reasons. But one of the benefits of that is that you get to know everybody on the tour. And there are people who have met on tours and then come back on subsequent tours together. So it's 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 a great uh, environment for all of that. Um. So there you go. There's a, there's, that's where I am at the moment. I'm on tour. It's amazing. <laughs> While I'm sat here, mind, mind bend. So before I tell you why or how everyone in America and the UK lost 11 days in September 15, 1752, excuse me, 
just want to tell you to look out for on Sunday the release of my interview with Dr. Jonathan Foyle. A few weeks back, I did a video about uh, well, it was one of these tea time lives, and I included in there uh, talking about the Henry the Seventh and Elizabeth of York bed, marriage bed, the one that you can't see, and why you can't see it, and why 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 it annoys me um, greatly that you don't get the opportunity to see it. And that in, that's from my interview with Dr. Jonathan Foyle, which I'd, I'd recorded a few weeks ago. So when you, uh, so if you're around on Sunday, it'll be available forever after that anyway, it will go be, be going live on, on, um, on British History on YouTube. If you're a member of Patreon, that is already available to you. And of course, you have the extended and ad-free version of that episode. The extended episodes are basically the questions that my patrons have been able to put to the historian and their answers to them. Um, so so Jonathan's the, the is is available to patrons now and will be uh, the, the main interview will be available to everybody from Sunday. If you are um, also I should mention if you are a member of my sorry if you are a paying subscriber to my Substack which you can you can be a member of my Substack for free, but there are a couple of perks of people who pay to be part of my Substack, and it is a monthly blog, which also goes, um, which I shouldn't say monthly, it's a blog that goes into my Patreon and Substack, and also um, you get, if you're a paying member of Substack, you get the podcast version of the uh, episodes, of the interviews, excuse me, a week before they go live to everybody else. Anyway, so that, that that's that. And you can do that on philippab.substack.com and you get a weekly free newsletter as well. Obviously, everyone everyone who signs up gets that. Excuse me a moment. Oh, I am getting thirsty. Um, so there's that. Also, look back, you have the James Clark series on the dissolution of the monasteries, an extra bonus hour for patrons and... Also in August, we did Gareth Russell's uh, interview. Sorry, I did an interview with Gareth Russell on The Palace, his newest book. Uh, and again, patrons, there's an extended version of that interview in uh, with a link from Patreon. Now, two of those people I have just mentioned, James Clark and Gareth Russell, are talking at this autumn's um, Tudors Online History Festival. So this is... Um, uh, autumn online history festival we do a history festival each spring and autumn uh, we've done the Stuarts last autumn we did the Georgians this spring this autumn it's the Tudors and I can tell you if you're interested I'm going to tell you anyway because you can't tell me because I'm not taking comments because I'm not really here I'm here but I'm not really here uh, the the talks so Gareth is going to be talking about Edward VI best friend a, a a boy turned man called Barnaby Fitzpatrick and it's called Edward VI best friend the rise fall and rise again of Barnaby Fitzpatrick uh, James will be talking to us about Henry VIII and the dissolution of the monasteries everything he talks everything that man says is fascinating uh, we also have Elyria Lynn talking about Tudor fashion the evolution of style at the royal Tudor court which you can see in the portraiture, it changes quite significantly from uh, in, both male and female fashion from the time of Henry VII and Elizabeth of York through to when Elizabeth I dies in 1603. 
Uh, Joanne Paul is talking about the women of the House of Dudley, which she she puts a lot of uh, emphasis on these these female relationships and the pivotal impact they had on the um, on the Dudley family. Cat Marchant is talking about Shakespeare versus the Puritans, which is going to be very interesting. Uh, Tracy Borman is talking about her latest book, Elizabeth I and Anne Boleyn. And Estelle Perron is talking about the mother-daughter relationship, well, the pursuit of a mother-daughter relationship, Elizabeth I and Catherine de' Medici. So seven talks at this Tudor's, a Tudor Online History Festival. There is also two live events. So all of those speakers you can have live access to on the final night, the 19th of November. You can have access to them with a, at a 90-minute um, long Q&A session. If you can't make the Q&A session, you can submit questions uh, prior to that. That the recording of that, the live and the recording of that will be available to people with tickets. There will also be a live closing quiz. That's just for fun, where you can test the knowledge that you have learnt over the weekend at this with these seven talks. Uh, and all of those are available to everyone with a ticket until the 31st of January 2024. So you've got plenty of time to catch up if you if you can't make the live weekend or if you can't make them all. The tickets are £20. They're £18 if you are a Patreon, a member of my Patreon, a patron member of my Patreon. I think that's how you say it. Okay, let's get on to why, how the um, everyone in America and the UK lost 11 days in 1752. Now, this, this is, this, you may have um, come across a stories about if you're interested in, in Tudors or basically anything before 1752, where um, there is is two dates, different dates. There's a there's a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons is that in 1752, uh, America and the UK moved from the uh, Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. Way back in um, in 1582, uh, Pope Gregory the Thirteenth decreed that Gregorian calendar that uh, by papal bull that uh, ten days were going to be dropped from the calendar from the Roman calendar, and that was the Gregorian calendar. Now in Catholic countries that was um, adopted fairly quickly. 1582, we're in the reign of Elizabeth I. In 1570, she had been, 1570, 1572, she had been excommunicated by the Pope. She's not about to adopt the calendar that the Pope has decreed everyone should have. And actually, it wasn't adopted uh, in, in the UK, like I say, until 1752. By that point, it was out from the Gregorian calendar by 11 days. So when people went to sleep on the 2nd of September, 1752, they woke up on the 14th of September, 1752. Let's get your minds around that. And that was because of the change to the calendar. And, and 
different countries actually did do it at different times. The, the final country to move over to the Gregorian, also known as the Western, also known as the Christian, for obvious reasons, calendar, um, the last country to move over was Turkey in 1927. And by then they had to drop 13 days out of their calendar. So there you go. That is how everyone in America and the UK lost 11 days in 1752. Hope you enjoyed that. So thank you so much for joining this the first time I pre-recorded um, lives, actually, uh, I didn't want to leave you a week without anything. Next week, I will be back in this chair in actual real time um, when we'll be talking more history. So please put in the comments if you, uh, well, say hi in the comments anyway. But I am interested as well in what sort of topics you'd like me to cover. So we do these meandering wonderfully uh, you know relaxed and informative tea time history chats but I am trying to bring in um, you know sort of a topic each week as well so if you're interested in anything particular um, do let me know so last week we were talking about Elizabeth I and Robert Dudley the week before that uh, we talked about the Great Fire of London this week of course we've talked about the Gregorian uh, calendar switch so let me know if there's anything I will be happy to hear from you um, so for now, oh, I should say, if you join my Patreon and you want to come to book club on Sunday, we're talking about Houses of Power. I've mentioned that by Simon Thurley. You are more than welcome. You're absolutely perfectly welcome. And I would love to see you there. The next book club is after that is the 12th of November. And we'll be discussing the sisters who would be queen by Leander Delisle. Okay. I'm going to leave you all there. Thank you so much for joining. And I will see you very soon. I'll see you next week. Okay, bye-bye.